welcome back. Uh, we are doing something a little bit different today. We are doing a collaborative podcast episode. Um, folks who listen to Shifting Schools likely listen to other educational podcasts as well. Um, and my thinking on it is there can never be too many. There's lots of conversations to be had. There's lots of amazing guests. So Jeff and I wanted to sit down and just sort of chat about really the role of the educational podcast and point you to another great resource. So Olivia, thanks for joining us today for this um, collaborative podcast experiment. I'm wondering if you can start us off by talking about a piece of learning that has surprised you in your podcasting journey, because as anybody who has started or launched a podcast knows, it is definitely a journey and it's not necessarily like a linear trajectory of, uh, of progress. So tell us a little bit about uh, your journey and something that has surprised you along the way. Yeah, I'd love to. I think when I launched just less than a year ago, um, it was so daunting to try to navigate the software and figure out an audience and what I was really trying to get across. And something I was struggling with personally was focus. And I love to read professional texts, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep my eye on the prize. It didn't matter how many post-its I had, how many highlighters. I, I just, I was losing track. And through interview prep for each guest that I want to interview, that helped me completely zone in on yeah. or hone in on what I was trying to get. So now when I go back and revisit a professional text, I'm going through two different lenses. I'm looking and thinking about questions that I want to ask that person that others would want to know. And then I'm also tracking quotes um, that I may want to go back and vibe with based on what that person says. So now if you look at my professional books that had all of the posting of my teacher years, they have two different sets of new fresh post-its with the questions and quotes that um, I'm lingering with. And it, it was just, it's a huge benefit, mm. I think, to revisit professional texts that we've read at different points in our life. So that's something that really was a happy surprise to me. Um, Jeff, how about you? Yeah, I think, um, God, it's such a great question. Mm-hmm. I think f- much along the same lines is, you know, there's so many different ways to do professional development nowadays. And for me, this is my own professional development. I mean, it's, it's, I, to your same, same type of thing, like who do I, who would I like to talk to? And could, could I just get them on the podcast and we are just going to have a conversation and press record and you just get some incredible insight, you know? Um, and I think to me, that's probably been the biggest thing over the years is just the ability to get to talk to people and push my own thinking, um, I'm very much an auditory person. I'm I'm not a big reader, as as Trisha knows. <laughs> Trisha's the reader in the group, um, yeah. but I just love chatting with people. And you know, the same idea is that you just you learn so much through those conversations. And I always bring it back to you know when you go to a conference. Many times when you're at a conference, it's the learning that happens in the hallway, not in the session, that is the most yeah. valuable. And I feel like that's what podcasting is. Podcasting is constant conversations in the hallways of a conference with just incredible people who are passionate about education and their job and and, and moving it forward. So uh, that's that's the part that I just I love about it. And every single time we have a guest on, like Trish and I'll get done, and it, I'm just like, that was such a great conversation. Like my mind's yeah. just blown. You know, that's great. How about you, yeah. Trisha? What what's something that you it's been surprising for you. 
I think, you know, sometimes in our research for finding guests and learning more about them and then reaching out, um, it has surprised me how sometimes, you know, we'll have somebody on who is like a renowned expert, Mm. you know, very, very well known, but they will appreciate an opportunity to talk further about their research. You know, again, Olivia, to your point, you know, a book that maybe has even been out for like five years, yeah. the passion that they might still have in unpacking, talking further about that, um, you know, for anybody who is sort of new to the podcasting space, like sometimes a question that I get is like, whoa, that person, that was amazing. Like, how did you convince them? You know, they use the word convince. How did you convince them to come on the show? And my advice is for somebody who's listening and you're thinking of, sh- of starting a-, a podcast, don't underestimate, like, especially you know, folks who are in this educational space, we want to discuss and explore our work um, because I, I would say often when you come to them from that place of like, I really, I appreciate, I know what you do. I want to learn more about it. I want to introduce more, more people to it. People are, are, can be very, very generous with, with their time. So, um, you know, even if you're a new podcaster, if there's somebody whose work you've admired for years, Hey, take that, take that opportunity, reach out to them and let them know what their work has meant to you and why you'd like to host them. Now, having said that, you know, I'm going to do the thing that's sort of like, oh, you know, nobody likes this question, like pointing to the one episode or the one guest. Um, But for anybody who is listening and maybe they're new to your show, Olivia, what's an episode that you might recommend? Maybe they start with this one because this was an episode or an interview that you know, even like five years from now, you're not going to forget having that conversation. I think it was hard to pick one, obviously, Um, but one that really sticks out is with a student. She's 15 years old, um, and her name's Olivia Van Lecce, and she she speaks internationally, Mm. and um, what she published the book, Spark Change, Making Your Mark in the Digital World, and her knowledge of using social media to get messaging across. She taught me about (laughs) hashtags. Um, And the way she balances life is Mm. insane to me as a 15-year-old. She's a prima ballerina. Um, And so I think I draw inspiration most as a teacher from students. Um, And yes, bouncing ideas off of grownups, but the kids just show up, man. And she got me. So I think that her messaging, I, I actually first saw her speak years ago um, at an NCTE conference, and I thought, I, I need to talk to this child more. And um, I think the relationship she has with her mom as a digital crew, she calls it, mm-hmm. of um, how we can use grownups to help students understand just being safe out there, yet taking risks mm-hmm. and um, not being scared to put yourself out there. I think so. That, that interview got me. It really sticks with me. And I, I will double that. Uh, if you ever get the chance to go listen to Olivia talk, if she's ever keynoting or doing a workshop at a conference, do not miss the opportunity yeah. uh, to go see her. Here's a little fun fact. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Back when uh, I was the, the, the president CEO of Eduro Learning, Olivia was a consultant to our company. Think about that. We hired her as a consultant to get this um, kind of middle school teenage perspective on social media. And we learned so much. It was when TikTok was just coming out. And here's a bunch of, you know, 
30, 30 to 40 somethings talking with Olivia and we're being schooled yeah. in social media. It was so fun. Uh, it, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, don't, you know, don't miss an opportunity to go and see her and follow her on social media. She's doing incredible stuff. I mean, just the stuff she's doing as a ballerina is just insane to me, but yeah. uh, it is. And I know she's launching her new site as well soon. It was coming out in the new year. So yeah. that's something to look forward to as well. Yeah. She's incredible. Oh, she that's incredible. Yeah, Jeff. That's super yeah, exciting. How about, it is exciting. Um, Jeff, how about you? What's an episode that sticks out to oh, you? Oh, man, it is so tough. Um, I think that the thing, too, with podcasting that a lot of people need to remember if you want to start a podcast is don't start a podcast trying to get 10,000 downloads a month, right? Which is like the yeah, golden thing. Sure. You, you start a podcast because you want to have conversations. And I think for me, one of the things that I keep coming back to are the conversations that I didn't capture because they were the conversation before we hit record or the yeah. conversation after you finish. Olivia, you might know this, right? Like you, you, yeah. you hit, and then all of a sudden you're just chatting and you're like, oh, why did I stop? <laughs> you know, it's yes. a lot of times it's those conversations that remind you. But I think there's two episodes that I can point back to. And I, I'm sorry, I had to pick two. I had to pick an old <laughs> one and a new one. Um, but one of my favorites of all times, and it was one of those opportunities, is episode 72, which is the four shift protocol from Scott McLeod mm-hmm. uh, on shifting schools. If you go back and listen to that. And uh, Scott and I ended up at a conference together. And uh, we just met in a vacant room at the conference. I set down my portable recorder and I hit record. And it's the two of us just having a conversation with a microphone in the room over his four shift protocols. And I was already using his four shift protocols with admin, but my mind by the end of it, I was just blown away. Like to hear his depth, like, you know, where they came up with it and all the different research that went into it. It was just incredible. So that's one that's always stuck out with me. And I go back and listen to it whenever I go to work with leadership to remind me about it. So it's just been good that way. And then I think one that's um, a, a, a fairly newer one would be episode 207 with John and Kyle Hattie. I, and just, I mean, I've been following John Hattie's work as probably most educators have to be able to, like, I was so nervous for that. I'm like, what do I do? It's John Hattie (laughs) on the other end of this microphone. Like, I don't want, I don't want to mess up. And, you know, it's like everybody else, just great, great people. And again, one of those, one of those issues where I wish I would have not hit, hit end record so fast and been able to record some of the conversations we had that didn't make the airways because, uh, Again, you know, much like we talk about a conference, it's in the hallways. A lot of times it's that before and after you hit record, you're just like, oh, that was, and it's still, I still get it. I still get the PD. I just didn't get to share that with everybody else, you know? Um, But those are, those are probably my two episodes that really stick out for me. All right, Trisha, your turn. What one or two episodes? You know, I, you've got so many different podcasts that you've been a part of over the years. I mean, you doesn't even. Is it a shifting schools podcast or is it like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with shifting schools. And this is because this is one of the episodes that we put out and a lot of other, you know, former colleagues reached out and said, thank you so much for that. It was our conversation with Swapna Krishna, who is a science communicator as part of our future of work, um, mini series. And Swapna has her own YouTube, uh, channel with PBS. That's all about space. She writes for Wired and she was talking a lot lot about, um, you know, how she got her column at Wired, you know, writing about video games and that she loves gaming. And she was really looking at that space and thinking, what is my unique take 
what's my voice going to be in that space? And then she was also talking about learning to write for video when she had her YouTube series come out and really was just sort of talking about all the different types of writing that she has had to teach herself to do. Because unfortunately, often when we're talking about teaching writing, we are still like sad music trombone talking way too much about like the five paragraph essay and not talking about what a modern writer is doing. And she gives so many different examples of what she had to teach herself and what it has enabled her to do. She also talks about that intersection of being able to be a solid communicator and understanding the science, right? And that I, I think that really resonated with people because of the pandemic and this need to have clear information that's engaging and is, again, steeped in research. So a lot of folks reached out and said, thank you so much for that episode. She does a great job of driving home that message. What would it mean to help students write, learn to write for video, mm. learn to write for themselves as presenters, because it is a totally different skill. Um, and I, I think she just sort of offers a lot of insight there that for anybody who teaches writing and literacy, it's sort of a, yes, this is some of the stuff that needs to be part of our curriculum. Um, and will be very engaging because students, I think, are thinking about what might some of these potential pathways be in the new world of, of media. Um, you know, often before when before you go, oh, I'm going to push you because you have another podcast, sure. be a better ally. And the scene that this episode's all about podcasts, mm-hmm. what's your favorite from be a better ally podcast? Ooh, my goodness. That's tough. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to, I've had Kathleen Nagley, who's a head of school on several times, because I think a lot of, uh, a lot of leaders will come to me when I'm working with them on LGBTQ plus inclusion. And they'll be like, I just don't know what to do. And I'm often like, here is a head of school who is leading, not just in terms of what she is saying, but what she is doing. And often, um, you know, it's sort of like, let me pass the mic, just hear from a head of school herself. And that um, to this day, still, I'm now over that milestone of over 100 episodes. My very first conversation with her is still the most streamed, most downloaded. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think, again, leaders sometimes just being able to hear from other leaders who really mean it. Like they really do want to strive for more inclusion in in schools. Well, and what I love is, is that you started podcasting, you found her, the two of you have become friends and not that you weren't friends before you started podcasting, but now that's led to another podcast. It's just you and her, right? Uh, Unhinged. It's the Unhinged Collaboration That's Podcast. It, yeah. It's true, and we've actually yeah. we've never been in the same physical space. I know, so that crazy? Uh, it's wild. Yeah. So even I, I, you know, what you were saying, Jeff, about a podcast being your professional learning, it is totally like it builds your network. Like Olivia, yeah. I'm willing to bet too. It does. In your journey, you've yeah. got somebody who you've, you know, that it was an interview to start with, and now maybe you're still yeah. chatting with them, collaborating. It, it, it's been fascinating um, because I think it, it's such a humble um, experience as well. It, it, Jeff, when you mentioned John Hattie, I get so nervous <laughs> sometimes when I reach out to someone and then they say, yes, first of all, yeah. you see the email, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> but the nerves and I continue to pinch myself, yeah. the conversations I've had, but I feel like each episode makes me think of other topics mm. as well. Um, and I have a whole running list now. 
now of different things I'm experiencing when I'm in schools um, and then the different authors to reach out. Um, and I, I think it's also lovely to give authors an opportunity to say what they would change now mm. if they could go back and add to their books. I know Cornelius Minor sticks out um, with his book, We Got This. I still use the book, read it all the time. Um, but during his interview, he did share, you know, he'd go back and he'd caution us that times are really treacherous mm. right now more than ever and how to proceed. Um, he also taught me that in consulting, plan on losing some work mm. if you're true to yourself. And that was something I had never even thought of before. I think in consulting, you want to please so much um, school districts that you're committed to and working with. And yet it's that fine line of how do I stand for what I believe in yeah. when it comes to LGBTQIA plus, when it comes to uh, what I believe just with education in general. Yeah. So. That's been fascinating, yeah. that journey. That's a really good point. And I think one of my favorite things is, and I'm sure you've done this too, where like you're consulting with a school district and you find a teacher who's doing something amazing in their classroom. And so then you like grab them at lunchtime. You're like, so yes. I've got this podcast and I really, and they're like, you have what? You want me to do what? I don't know how to podcast. Like you don't have to podcast. I just ask you no, questions. You, you answer talk. them. You're an incredible teacher. I, we need to get this out. It's like, I'm yes. constantly, whenever I'm out, I'm just like, so here's my card. I'm going to give you, give me your email. You're going to get email from me. It's a a constant. Yeah. And I'm glad you talked about Olivia, this idea of your values as a consultant. And I think again, as podcasters, we're also thinking about our, you know, our, our vision for what we're, we're doing because it is a platform, right? So I'm curious, um, you know, I, I love, love, love listening to podcasts. Like I've been a big fan of the medium for a long time now. Are there other shows that have sort of inspired the work that you're doing? Yeah, I see. I listen to such a variety of podcasts because most of my school districts are about a two hour drive away. Mm. Um, I haven't been flying as much, but boy, do I love listening. Mm. And I would say one of the first podcasts that got me at my soul um, it was Nice White Parents. Mm. And the times just having the inequities brought forth with schools and the role that caregivers can play. Um, it was gobsmacking to me, even though I knew it existed. Sure. Just to have it named, that got me. Um, and I use that podcast transcripts uh, wise to have school districts really unpack, you know, what do we believe to be true when it comes to PTA and how our families are involved in schools. I would say a second podcast that I listen to tried and truly is PEBC's um, Phenomenal Teaching podcast because so many folks that I've been inspired by and learned from have interviews um, that I lean on to continuously go back to. So those are two. Um, And then one of my favorite podcasts out there is Heavyweight. Mm. Um, And I just think that the way that Jonathan tells stories and lives as um, I think he would, what does he call it? Interlocutor, however he says it, um, to just be a host, but yet a segue mm-hmm. or a path between mending fractured relationships. Um, so many issues we see in education are a fracture somewhere. And I think the way he navigates the conversation is brilliant. So yeah. those are a few of my favorites. That's a great show. And I think it's coming back for another season soon too. So thanks for the, the reminder of that. Jeff, what about you? Anything that's sort of, um, again, podcast listening that's really informed your approach to being a podcaster? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And I think for me, uh, the, the problem becomes is I start listening for I start listening to podcasts to figure out how to better the podcast. Uh, you know, and so uh, much like you said, Olivia, I do a lot of uh, most of my podcast li- listening, honestly, is outside of education. And I'm constantly listening. And one of the things that I love is, I mean, whatever we're at now, 250 plus episodes here at Shifting Schools, you can go back and you can almost hear the different influences from other podcasts as we've changed the intro music, we've changed the way we ask questions, we've changed the way that we structure it. And almost all of that stuff has been influenced by, by other podcasts. I would say my number one podcast is twit this week in tech. I've been listening to that podcast since 2005. Um, I mean, it's like one of the original podcasts out there with Leo Laporte. It's a tech podcast. It's not focused on education, and I use it a lot to think about, okay, what is happening? What are what are these professionals talking about that's happening in our world with tech? How is that already or how is that going to in the future influence education? And I think listening to podcasts like that have really helped me stay on the edge from an ed tech standpoint, from an educational technology standpoint of just knowing like what are the conversations that these, these businesses, these uh you know, writers and journalists are having, where do they see the future going? And then how do I take that and help schools and schools understand like, where, where's this headed and, and why is this, why is this important? Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, that they're talking about stuff six months, like they were talking about chat GPT before we'd even heard of it, yeah. you know, like here it comes. And then next thing you know, it blows up education, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, and we're in, we're, we're in the thick of having these conversations around what, what to do with it. And everything else to follow. Um, but I just, you know, I, I'm constantly listening for the way they do intros and the way they break to, uh, you know, the way they break up interviews. And it's just a constant, uh, it's a constant learning curve. It's great. Like I just, I mean, I'm such an audio person. I just geek out on all on, on it. But I think Twit's yeah. probably the one I've been, I've been listening to that back when an iPod was actually an mm. iPod with a wheel. <laughs> I mean, I, that thing's been around. I remember yeah, that. It was great. Yeah. How about you, Trisha? You listen to so many podcasts. I bet. You're going to list half of them that are in Spotify. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I am a, a longtime admirer of like the art and craft of podcasting. And there's two podcasters that I'll mention. The first is Manoush Zamarodi, who's hosted a bunch of shows. She's currently the host of um, TED Radio Hour, um, also was the original host of IRL, and had another podcast called Zigzag Pod, who she co-hosted with her then business partner. And they had a season, their their last and final season was like this interactive podcasting experience where folks could listen, they could send messages in, and they also had these weekly like diary prompts. So it was all about if you're at a place in your career where you're not sure what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and it cool. was like this amazing, like she took people on a journey. Um, it was just an amazing, amazing season. So that's zigzag their, their last and final, um, season. If you are at that place, like a career crossroads, I honestly have recommended it to so many people at that place. And every single time they're like, that was exactly what I needed. Um, but Manoush is a great storyteller. Um, the other podcaster is Bridget Todd, who also has, she's actually taken over for IRL and also is co-hosting a show called internet um, hate machine and has another show called there are no girls on the internet. So Bridget's work looks at the intersection of like, just what's going on in popular culture, what's going on in online spaces and what's happening, uh, politically what's happening. Um, you know, how does 
an issue that's happening online, like certain news stories, you'll notice I didn't even want to know about that thing, but why do I know so much about it? Uh, She's got great experts, but the thing that I feel like she has taught me as a listener is even though she's super knowledgeable, if you listen to one of her episodes, she just has this insatiable curiosity. Um, Mm. And I think her appreciation for the expertise that a guest is bringing to the show uh, is amazing. So uh, again, I think she's just a great model of podcasts have a lot to teach us. And as a podcaster, you also um, have a lot to learn too. So Olivia, anything coming up on your show this season that you want to tell listeners to watch out for? Uh, I think the episode coming out next week, really, um, I was so honored to even be in conversation with this person. Um, Her name's Jill McFarlane, and she has worked at a place called The Sharing Place for 21 years Mm. in Salt Lake City, Utah, and they help families and their children navigate explaining death Mm. to children um, when they've lost one of their people. And they started an outreach program in schools. And so we have a conversation. And what continues to just impress me endlessly is her ability to explain really, really challenging situations and kids-sized explanations that I think adults will greatly appreciate hearing. So I'm super psyched that will be coming out next week. I'm excited. What's kind of your hope for your podcast? Like what's, what's the goal? What's the, what are you, what are you trying to do? I just continue to find solutions Mm. for issues I'm seeing in education. Um, You know, I'm interviewing Julie Wright soon around RTI and what's our response. I just, I think there are patterns in education um, that there may never be a concrete, easy fix for. But I would say just to continue connecting people and seeking asset ba- asset based mindset mm-hmm. like let's find ways of figuring this out together instead of just admiring the problems mm. <laughs> i'm mm. over admiring problems I've done that long <laughs> enough yeah. it's a good way to put it i like that jeff what are you, what are your thoughts uh, something that you're looking forward to or you want to talk a little bit about again your your vision for shifting schools pod I honestly, Trisha, I'm trying to think like, that's why I wanted to ask the question. I don't know what the vision is. You know, we, we are constantly, I feel like adapting. We're constantly trying to, um, I guess, twofold meet the needs of listeners and educators, much like Olivia is saying, but at the same time, Trisha, we like to do things that fill our own bucket. You know, you and I will geek out on right now. We're in the middle of a STEM makerspace learning series. And we were just like, this would be so cool to be able to talk to these people. Um, You know, and I I, I love doing the mini series thing. I I think it allows us to focus for a small amount of time, you know, four to six episodes. We get to focus in on, you know, early learning or STEM or, you know, workplace environments. And it's this, you know, just quick hit, maybe a month long focus. And hopefully that that allows others, other listeners to do the same is just focus in on this one thing. You know, there to your point, Olivia, there's so many things out there, you know, how do we just quickly focus in? On this one thing, think about it, think about solutions for that one thing, and then let's try to tackle yeah. the next thing. Um, yeah. So I, I like that moving forward. I, I hope listeners do. Um, but I, I think that's something that is a little bit different and maybe special for Shifting Schools that we can we can continue to do going forward. How about you, Trisha, and all the podcasts you do? 
Well, um, the Unhinged Collaboration podcast, which is like the youngest of my podcasts, something that we are trying to do more intentionally when we're talking about the art and craft of collaboration in schools, my co-host and I also are looking at outside of the realm of education, where can we go to learn about collaboration? Because I think sometimes we almost get too hyper-focused within our own ecosystems and we forget there are other models that might have a lot to teach us. So we recently had a musicologist on the show who um, he's sort of an expert in jazz as well as the Beatles. And he wrote a book about um, different bands and different collaborative sort of ways of being. And he talks about the Beatles had this total like shared leadership model that was kind of mm. baked into their recipe right from the beginning. Um, and he talked about in jazz with Duke Ellington, there's a model that I'd never heard about this before called decentralized collaboration, which is much more like, let's all go at this in our own way and then see what comes from that. And he actually pointed me to another book that's all about how the movie, The Wizard of Oz, how the movie script was written. I didn't know this before, but apparently they had signed up 10 screenwriters to work on it. And it was like, mm. 10 of you are going to you know, translate the book into a movie, go. And it was like, oh, you're wow. not necessarily going to have a shared vision, but let's see what comes out of that. So anyway, um, yeah, we're going to be kind of looking to see what lessons are there for folks working in schools that don't necessarily come from the world of education. So I'm kind of excited about, about that. But uh, it, was so, it was so great to touch base with you, Olivia. And, and Jeff, you and I don't always um, talk about like our influences in podcasting. So I, yeah. I really appreciated that. Listeners, if there's a podcast that you listen to that you're thinking, Olivia, Jeff, or myself, we should be influenced by, or you think we'd appreciate it based on what we're currently listening to, please do reach out to us. Olivia, how would you like folks to reach out to you? Uh, podcast at gmail.com would be best. And I'll look forward to hearing from listeners. Jeff, do you want people to send you a paper airplane or what's your preferred mode of communication <laughs> yeah. right now? Yeah. A satellite signal would That's be right. great. Um, no, you can find me at Jeff at shifting schools.com. Always happy to get emails, uh, bounce off any ideas. Uh, been getting a lot of emails lately around, uh, chat GPT, uh, how, what are we supposed to do with this? Um, I'm sure every consultant and educator right now is, is having that same thing. So um, I'm excited to just kind of see where the future goes with it. Um, and we'll be more episodes here on Shifting Schools about that as well. But yeah, Je Jeff at ShiftingSchools.com or JUTech anywhere on social media. Great. How about you, Trisha? Uh, well, I love that we have our speak pipe button on the Shifting Schools homepage. So um, I really, I've... I've noticed like in my WhatsApp friendship groups, like we've all seemed to move to like sending each other voice mail. Um, yeah. So yeah, like hit us up with a voice memo via shiftingschools.com. You'll see that nice big orange button. I'd love to, I'd love to hear from folks. Awesome. Well, thank you, Olivia, Trisha. It's always a pleasure. It's always great to just take an episode every once in a while. And I feel like just reflect, Yep. you know, yeah. what is podcasting meant to you? What's this journey been like? Uh, think about some of those episodes that we all had the honor to speak with amazing guests and, and how they impacted us. So uh, thank you both for being here. Olivia, thank you so much uh, for all you're doing with educators and education as well. Uh, so uh, right really appreciate it. Thanks everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Take care.